the person in front of you, um, she's like three miles in front, but you have a lot of time. And if you just keep going, she's slowing down. You're doing pretty well. You could probably win your your race. I'm like, huh? Wait, what? Diz Runs Radio episode 1010 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. First and foremost... Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Hopefully, uh, the year is already getting off to a good start for you, and hopefully that uh, trend continues for the next 363 or whatever, however many days there are left by the time you're listening to this. Hopefully, the rest of the year just keeps getting better and better for you. Uh, today's episode sponsor, quote-unquote, is uh, the folks over at Head Sweats, the, the affiliate relationship still going strong. Uh, which means that if you go through the link, disruns.com slash head sweats and uh, shop to your heart's content, get some new hats, some new shirts, some new clothes, some new, some new whatever um, from the site, anything that you get, I get a, a couple of, a couple of shekels sent my way as a, as a little thank you commission type of situation uh, at no additional cost for you. So whatever, whatever you get comes a little off the top. Again, you don't have to pay the extra for it, uh, but it is a great way to help out the show. Supposedly, my code may or may not still work uh, because technically my ambassador run ran out at the end of the year, still waiting to find out uh, kind of the, they shifted the, the things around this year. So I'm not going to find out if I'm an ambassador again, uh, probably for another another couple few weeks, maybe a couple of months. Um and I don't know if my code is still working because I haven't tried it yet because, spoiler alert, I'm recording this well before the end of the year, but whatever. So try it if you want. Whatever you get, use the code DISRUNS40 at checkout. It may save you 40%. It may tell you that the code is not valid. If that one doesn't work, you can always try the code for today's guest who's also a Head Sweats ambassador. Uh, her her code, it's a little bit longer, but uh, you know, whatever. It's S Schenberg 40 could also save you 40%, may also be not functioning at the moment. Although who knows, maybe they turned mine off instead of before hers because she's been an ambassador longer than I have. I don't know. I'm just saying. Try them both. One or the other may or may not work. Uh, but if I get picked back onto the team for, for 2022 at some point down the road, I'll be sure to let you know what the new code is, assuming that they'll give me a code. I hope they will. Uh, but in the meantime... Whether you've got a code or not, the stuff is still well-priced, still high quality. Check it out, disruns.com slash headsweats. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is a lady that I first connected with a couple years ago in the uh, Head Sweats amb- Ambassador Facebook group. She's a, a longtime uh, ambassador. You know you know, if you've been listening for a while, I've been, I've been in the group for a couple years now. Uh, but anyway, you kind of connected there uh, and saw a few of her posts in the group talking about some of the things that she was doing running-wise. And, and I knew pretty quickly that uh, I wanted to get her on the show and, and kind of dig into some of the races she's run and the achievements that she's uh, you know gathered over her years as a runner. It's just taking a little while, but finally... Finally, at long last, we are making it happen. So without any further ado, it's a pleasure to uh, get the party started and officially welcome Miss Susan Schenberg to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Susan. Really appreciate it. 
Hey, Jenny. Thanks for having me. Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, definitely, like I said, long, long time coming, but you know, it, 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 it'll be at least in my, I don't know, maybe you've been not looking forward to it as much as I have, but here we are. <laughs> um, and uh, y'all, if you want to connect with Susan along the way, uh, Facebook, probably the best place to do so. And uh, pretty, you know, pretty clear how to find people on Facebook, search your name. Uh, we'll have it linked up in the show notes though, to, in case there's other Susan Shenbergs out there, make sure you get the right one. Uh, and Susan, Susan Mo, is it Mowgli? Is, am I saying that right? You know what? If we're in England, it would be Mowgli. But if we're here, it's Mowgli. Right. Susan Mowgli. But either way. <laughs> One way or the other, we'll have, it, we'll have it linked up in the show notes. Make it easy for you to find. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1010. Dizruns.com slash 1010. Take you back to the show notes today. Photos, links, the whole nine as per usual. So, Susan, the way we always start off each episode of the show uh, is with a simple question. Sometimes it's an easy one to answer. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult. And if I had to classify... I would say that you ultra runner people have the hardest time answering this question because there's a lot of there's a lot of good options out there for anybody. But when you get into ultra territory, there's a lot, a lot of options out there. But uh, one way or the other, it's how we're going to start the conversation today. That's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Okay, so um, I just wrote an article at headsweats.com about this distance, which is the 48 hours. So um, I'm going to give you the short answer first, and then we can do a deep dive into it but it's the 48 hour timed race and um the last line of my head sweats article was really talking about the why and i wrote um on the 48 hour is you're basically you're pushing the limits of whomever you perceive yourself to be and bring out that inner strength which is often buried under comfort and um one of my ultra running kind of mentors, Dean Carnassus, wrote something about that, and it just just struck a chord with me. Somewhere along the line, we seem to have confused comfort with happiness. Mm. And so kind of that all ties in. So that's my short answer why. But um, the, the long answer really is um, you're, you're just going to have to, in these types of races, 48-hour the structure. Do, do a lot of your, your listeners know about like timed races? Should I get into that a little bit before? Yeah. I mean, I think maybe there's a little bit of knowledge, but I, I was, I, I was going to ask more about timed events. So yeah, let's dive into it just in case. Sure. Okay. So with a timed race, um, basically they are uh, races where you six, 12, 24, 48 hour race. Uh, your time is like for 48, you get 48 hours as your time, whether you run for all 48 hours or you stop somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. So it's a fixed time, but how you place or how you do in the race is determined by how many miles or laps that you do during, during the course of those hours. So if somebody, you know, has never done a timed race, a lot of people will start with a six hour. You know, sometimes you have marathoners who want to make the leap and they're like, okay, I'll try, see how I do with six hours. So six hours will be your time, but your miles will determine how you place. So does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. There's, there's no finish, there's, there's no distance finish line. There's just a time finish line and let's see how far we can go. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, um, you know, I, I really enjoy the 48 hour races just because it's more of, I mean, obviously you have to do the training mm -hmm. and you have to do a lot of running, a lot of walking. 
um, because there are very few people who run the whole time. I mean, I will tell you, you need to have a strong walking pace and, you know, a, a steady, even running pace mm-hmm. for these types of races, because you're basically going through two nights, you know, with very little sleep. Right. right? So um, it's, it's physical, but it's very mental because the mind is really going to tell the body what to do. So um, your, your mental game, your mental mindset needs to be really strong mm-hmm. to be able to do something along these lines. You know, you've got to, it's, so it's not just like, I'm just going to train and do it, right? I mean, you've got to have your nutrition and hydration plan in place. You've got to um, think about your, your foot care. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, are you going to pre-tape your feet because you're out there a long time? Are you going to bring bigger shoes for your feet swelling? Um, how are you going to handle sleep deprivation? Are you going to take naps along the way? Um, because generally with, with 48 hours, you will experience some hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trees moving, different things. It's crazy. Um, you know, how are you going to pace this? What's your plan? Um, when things get really hard. What do you, how are you going to handle that? And that's where mindset comes in because, you know, it's a 48 hour race. And so the goal is to keep moving for 48 hours. So that's what makes it unique. You know, it's not a hundred miler, it's a 48 hour. Mm -hmm. So you want to try to do your best. You might need to take some naps along the way and some breaks, but you really want to try to keep going forward for the full 48 hours. Yeah, and I, I think that that's something that the the little bit that I know about those types of races, and shoot, you could even you could even lump some of the longer ultras into this equation as well. Um, sure. But like for for road runners, for those that you know have done their their half marathons and, the, and their marathons, um, even if you've been doing them for years, it's just such a different. At least again, in, in my perspective, uh, and as I've kind of learned about these types of races, it's it's such a different thing to kind of wrap your head around this idea that it's not really about being fast. And, and obviously at some point it, it is about kind of digging deep and, and gutting it forward, but yeah. it's a lot different than two, three, four, five hours for a race than sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, and then finishing it at the next sunrise again, or obviously depending on where the, where the time frame starts, what time the race starts, mm-hmm. but, but keeping going for that long, it's, it's, it's just like it, it's still even kind of hard for me to wrap my head around this idea of just keep moving for two days as opposed to like, I just have to get to this point and then I can stop. Right. Well, a lot of it along the way is just going to the, you know, to the next, mm. you know, tree or mm-hmm. the next, I mean, when you're getting into it and when you're, you know, 30 hours in or whatever, and you know, you're starting to, to, to struggle. It's just, you just have to, I mean, there's no, there's no quitting. You're right. just going to keep relentless forward progress. Right. And, you know, something that I, I have often used, um, is just, you know, the, I, I don't want to say suffer because I enjoy doing what I do. It's not suffering, but at the time, you know, that's why mindset is so important because, you know, you, things hurt. I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to hurt. You know, you're out there a long time thing, you know, things are going to hurt, but I often have a mental picture like, okay, tomorrow at this time, cup of coffee, feet up, you know, relaxing. 
that's tomorrow. I could continue doing this today because tomorrow mm. I could be relaxing. It's not a permanent. This is a temporary thing. It too will pass and you need to keep going, yeah. you know, and that's that. Those are the things that kind of will get you through, you know, and um, you got to play those little games in your head because your body will want to quit. And, you know, there's, you know, just the pain of regret is far mm. worse any pain you're feeling so you, you just got to do your best yeah yeah and, and and like you said playing those little games and and again for e, for even those that that have no desire to ever do any type of 48 hour um type of race we still we still play those same games you know you get to you get to mile right. eight of a half marathon and you're and you're pushing as hard as you can go but you still have five miles to go like you got to figure out how to keep your mind in the right place to keep you going until you get to, you know, one or two miles left. And then you can get that kind of push towards the end, or obviously that scales up to the marathon. It scales down to mile one and a half of the 5k, like wherever it is, when, right. when you're pushing and racing hard, you're going to be in those moments and, and figuring out how to convince yourself to keep going forward is, is the key, especially when you have some type of, of ambitious goal in terms of times or distances or whatever. Right. And, you know, you just have to make that deal with yourself. If you're going to do, whether it's a 12 hour, 24, six, whatever it is, um, you just got to go in saying, you know, I mean, unless there's a physical injury, mm -hmm. that's my only exception right. where you can actually do harm. That's, that's going to cause, that's going to take you out, you know, that then I, I, that's, that's an exception, but otherwise just, pain or weather or whatever those are temporary you come mm -hmm. on you know you're out there you paid to do this no excuses right. let's get it right i mean that that's what you're you want to see what you're made of and this is your this is your test right all that training let's let's do it because you'll feel so good the next day that that you made it happen yeah absolutely and and um i want to get more into some of these timed events and whatnot but but i would wouldn't mind if we put a little pin here for a second susan and kind of get a little <laughs> bit of context both for my own you know curiosity and maybe for those that are listening um how'd you get started in running is, is this something that's been a long time part of your life something i know according to your your uh ultra sign up page it's been at least around for eight or nine years but like where when did you get started in, in running okay it's it's um my son always says you're welcome he's 21 now but when <laughs> in when he was nine years old um he you know in in school they have the presidential physical fitness test that mm -hmm. we we all took and um, back in my day, it was a, it was a 50 yard dash, but now it's, it, the kids have to do a mile mm -hmm. and, um, he just wanted to improve on his time. And he asked me to take him, you know, to the high school track and we were doing this, you know, every day for a week. And he's like, you know, mom, just time me. I just want to see how much faster I can get. So we were going out there and I'm, as I'm watching him go around and around, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if I've ever, I, I don't think I've ever run a mile. I mean, I don't even know if I could. But, um, uh, you know, just by like the third day, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to try this. And, you know, I went around and did my four loops and I was like, I think I could go farther. I mean, I, I didn't, it didn't feel bad. I felt okay. And, and, um, at that moment, that's kind of when it started for me. So he did, he did his mile and everything for school, but I kept going and, um, every time I have a race, uh, Alex will, uh, will say, Hey mom, you're welcome. You're <laughs> running because of me. And I'm like, okay, kid, <laughs> Don't, forget about all that training that I'm doing. But yes, I'm like, thanks Alex. So that, that's kind of how it, 2009 was when I started. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, it's it's always interesting to me, at least, you know, kind of where where some of those seeds get planted. And, and I think, you know, I, I don't 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 fact check me, y'all. But I think, that, that Susan, you might be the first one who can legitimately say it was my kid's fault that I'm doing this. And, and yet here we are. <laughs> Yes, it is. And thank goodness for that. I mean, you know, it was just, it was something so random and I loved it. Yeah. I just loved it. And so thanks kid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> did, did you have any, you know, like, were you an athlete at all growing up? Or, I mean, was this, was this really just kind of like the first foray into, uh, into, into anything like this at that point, you know, working with your, with your son to get ready for the, the fitness test? Okay, so it's kind of funny because, okay, I grew up in Chicago. So, you know, it, it, Chicago's a big city, everything. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, okay, this was around the time uh, of, like, Title IX. So I'm going back a ways. And, you know, I was like, I said to my husband, I'm like, I don't really think they had really anything for girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were cheerleading, you know, cheerleaders and things. But I went through my yearbooks and there wasn't. Wow. I mean, there were no sports. T- I mean, I think girls don't realize what they have today. And it's great that they have all mm-hmm. these opportunities. But, you know, I, I didn't grow up in like a real small. T- I mean, Chicago. So <laughs> right. there was there was there were no real opportunities for girls wow. at that time. So, um, no, I mean, I just it wasn't it really wasn't part of our world growing up. Um, you know, I do remember when, um, yeah. Okay. So we moved, I grew up in Chicago, um, and we moved to St. Louis, um, which was, would have been St. Louis has like, they go to ninth grade. Mm. So I, I moved after eighth grade, which would have been my freshman year of high school. I'd be stayed in Chicago. So we moved and it was ninth grade there. And I remember one of, um, the friends that I made, she enjoyed running and she said, you know, Hey, let's, let's join the, uh, I think it was just track and field, but the only team to join, um, was the guys team. Mm -hmm. And I really wasn't all that into it, but the coach reluctantly was like, (laughs) okay, all right, you too. And, um, you know, just would put us in any races where they didn't have anybody to run. Mm. And so, you know, we were just running against the guys and always coming in, you know, last. And he was just kind of putting up with us. And I was just along for the ride. You know, my friend wanted to do it. Sure. Okay. I'll try it. And that was really it. So it wasn't really a great experience. I mean, I had fun with my friend, but it wasn't like anybody was nurturing us or, you know, so that was really kind of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, you know, and then with other sports, mostly running, sadly, is the punishment. Right. You know, you're going to run laps because of this or that. So, um, so no, it, it really it really wasn't. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you, you, you run this this mile with your son or at least while, while he's training and, and you're, you're doing yeah. some with him. Um, yeah. And, and you're enjoying it. Were you were you quick to start finding races? Did you just start kind of you know running running by yourself and not realizing what the running world looked like? It you know at that point, I guess, if I heard you right, you know late 2000s, 2008, 2009. 2009, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, were uh-huh. you quick to jump jump into races or just kind of running for a while and, and kind of how'd you stumble into the race scene? Okay, so um, I'm just the type of person, very analytical, detail oriented. I will read everything. I will watch everything when I become interested in something to learn. Uh, I will just do my homework. And um, obviously, first thing was, okay, 5k, got to get ready for that. 
and started reading about 5Ks, you know, just watching everything that I could. It was a little bit different. You know, obviously, there's a lot more um, available to us mm-hmm. now. But that time, I wasn't on Facebook or anything back then. So I was just, you know, buying books, reading. And I just said, you know, I, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a 5K. And I set a goal. I picked one. And then I just basically ran a couple of those and then progressed. Um, and there weren't too many 10Ks back then. I actually think I did, I did. I did a half marathon before I did a 10K. And then I found a 10K to do later. Um, and then did some, did that route, marathons. And then, you know, um, I decided that I wanted to, you know, I kept, I read Dean Carnassus's book, Ultra Marathon Man. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a game changer for me. I mean, I just saw what was possible. I mean, how how far you can go. And I mean, it's, it's, and you know, the possibilities are really endless. I mean, you know, now there are 200 mile races, 250 mile races. It just keeps going. Right. And multi-day. So, um, but I, I didn't even know that world existed. So I thought, wow, this is really interesting. And, you know, the whole ultra world, I thought, I'm just going to do one of those. I found a timed race and I said, I will just sign up for a 12 hour time race. And when I get to a 50 K I I'm just going to stop. Mm-hmm. And then I could say I've done an ultra right at that point. And so, um, I got out there and it was, um, the St. Louis ultra running group, which is slugs, which, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'll get into that in a little bit, but I went to, to do their race and I'm out there and I'm, I'm running around and um, one of the members said, hey, hey, I'm, I'm Jim. You know, what's your name? And we started talking. He's like, hey, you're, you're doing really well out here. And I, I was like, well, I'm just I'm just want to get a 50K because I've never done an ultra and then I'm going to stop. He's like, you know, he said, I bet if you keep going at this pace, he said, the person in front of you um, she's like three miles in front, but you have a lot of time. And if you just keep going, she's slowing down. You're doing pretty well. You could probably win mm. your, your age group. I'm like, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> you know, I was just out there, honestly, just to do the 50 K and I was going to pass. I told my husband, I'm like, just a 50 K and then we're done, you know? And I'm like, and my son was out there, you know, they were just there. And, and I'm thinking, wait, what? I could win an age group. Okay. We're, and he's like, Hey, he goes, I was just going to, he goes, I was going to quit, but you know what? You're doing so well. I'm just going to hang with you and we'll just, let's, let's do this. Mm. And I'm like, who is this angel? Okay. <laughs> okay. Jim, J- Jim, the running angel, let's do this. And, um, you know, she was starting to get tired and she was taking breaks and whatever. And, um, I, that's all I needed to hear. And then I was like, game on, I'm, I'm in. So I stayed with it and, um, won, won my age group. And, um, then Jim said to me, you know, there's this other race that our club does that's a 24-hour race, and you did really well at the 12. I bet you could do really well at this 24-hour race. And so, again, <laughs> went and trained for that, did the, won my age group there, and then I was kind of hooked into the slugs. And um, it's like, okay, I, I'm this group is great. I'm joining. And so I ended up getting very involved. I was on the board for seven years and an officer of the club. And, you know, just until I moved, I moved mm-hmm. in July to Vegas. So 
um, I was, you know, all in with slugs and doing our races and everything. So um, that's really how I got involved with ultra running, really because of just, you know, the people you meet along the way. It's it's crazy how just encouraging, how supportive this community is. It's awesome. Yeah, so, it, it really is. And it's, it's you know, it, it's, again, interesting to me how when you when you look back at, at various touch points and, and I think there's a quote something like it might be a Steve Jobs quote I, I might be much butchering it as well but like you know you can't connect the dots going forward you can only connect them when you when you look back and and how finding a timed race as your first ultra and then finding you know like you said the the the, the, the ultra angel gym going let's keep uh-huh. going you don't don't need to stop at mile at, at 50k like you, you're you're going right. strong um kind of sounds like, and, and you know, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, Susan, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, like that really opened you up to the idea of timed races versus distance races. And it seems like from glancing at the ultra signup results, like that's really kind of been your, your jam for, for most of your races. It has. And I, I'll tell you um, why I, another reason why I like them so much is really because I think, I, you know, like I said, you do the training and everything, but uh, my husband always kind of teases me, but it's true. He said, the worse the conditions, the better, he said, Susan always does because mm-hmm. she won't quit. Where people, when it's really, really, really hot or we're in a downpour or whatever, people are like, this, you know, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm out. You know, I'm done. And he's like, you know, she won't quit. You know, we, we were in, you know, it was a tornado was coming through one. It's like, okay, there's. There's, I'm like, as long as there's not lightning, we're going to keep going and, you know, at one of the races. And it's just, that's just my nature. So I think when things get really hard, I just know myself and I will, I, I can dig deep and pull that strength out. So for me, timed races just work really well because that plays to, to the mindset part of it for me. Um, and, you know, also with a lot of distances, I think, you know, if you're just a really, really good athlete, and there are a lot of people that can run very fast, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But, you know, to get into like some of those longer distances where you're getting into 48 hours, even 72 hours or whatever, the mind part really kicks in. I mean, it's not just your physical ability. It's the ability to manage your emotions, to manage your um, all the things going on, whether your stomach's hurting or, or, you know, this is hurting or that is, you, you got to be able to manage that. And that part really, I, I really enjoy mm-hmm. because it's, it's just overcoming things in life. And, and I mean, it just, it's what life is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there should be struggles and rewards, things that are hard. I overcame it. And, um, that, that was, that was something meaningful to me. Right. I mean, so that, that's for me, that's what I enjoy. Gotcha. Is that, is that something that, that kind of the, recognizing the, the importance of the mindset and the mental strength, mm-hmm. did, did you somehow realize that early or was it something that you kind of had to, to, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, butt your head up against a few times before you kind of figured out, like, like, has that always been a strength for you in these ultras or something that you kind of learned over time? Um, I think it's just in life. It was always where, um, you know, I always felt like growing up, you know, some people were just natural at things. Right. Um, 
And I was not. I always had to work really, really hard. And I would get good at things, but I felt like with schoolwork, with I studied, I applied myself, I had that, that discipline because I knew it didn't come naturally to me. Athletics, um, school, whatever. I just, if I buckle down and work really hard, I can do very well. So that's just my whole life. And so that was, you know, and I'm so grateful for that, that things never came easy because um, I, I think this has really helped me in life where it's like, okay, you can, you can do hard things, but you have to work for them. You, you, you got to commit, you got to be consistent, you got to do the work. Yeah. And, and I mean, and that, and that ties into what you had just mentioned too, about having the struggle, working to overcome it and then get the reward. And so, you know, it, it, it kind of creates that positive feedback loop, if you will, to, to, you know, like you said, things get hard. What can I do? You know, don't give up, don't quit, keep grinding. And then, and then you get through it and, and hopefully there's that, you know, somewhere in there is, is the reward. Uh, going back to something that you had mentioned earlier when we first started talking about these timed events, maybe kind of bringing, bringing that back into the discussion now, um, yeah. about knowing the difference between kind of like pain and discomfort versus like actually having an injury. Um, and, and I know that, that for a lot of folks and, and myself sometimes absolutely included, um, it's, it's maybe easy or at least easier to recognize a difference in somebody else, but it can be really mm-hmm. difficult to recognize, am I just uncomfortable or is there a problem when it's myself and I'm at whatever mile or the, you know, when I'm in the moment, um, how, how, how well are you able to kind of recognize that difference in yourself when you're out there for, you know, you're at hour 38 of a 48 hour event or whatever the case right. might be? Well, um, I have had, it, it really comes in, I can usually get through a hundred miles with no problem, but as you're pushing into the like one thirties, whatever, um, I'll get what's called the lean and it's pretty common amongst ultra runners. And the lean is you, it, literally you start to actually like a bookmark. You're just kind of leaning and I'm leaning to the right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have I have several pictures of finishing where you see me uh, a finisher's photo where there's a slight lean there. And I have um, talked to the expert, Dr. Andrew Lovey, who talks about who's written articles about the lean. Um, he's been at a couple of races as the race doctor and we've talked about it um, and it is you know, nobody really knows exactly why it happens um, because you see all different kinds of athletes. You know, some people would say, oh, you need to strengthen your core, your potassium's low. Um, but I think the most common reason for why it happens, because so many different body types will get the lean, young, old. I think it's just your body is kind of needs to be reset. You, mm-hmm. You've maxed it out. It's like, hey, let's reset, take a break, whatever. And and that's kind of what you have to do. I mean, it happened again at my last race, Endless Mile. And um, so I just have to manage it. I mean, I keep going and it's really hard because you're you're tilted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to be careful because you don't want to fall over. And um, so this last time it, it came on. Oh, gee. It started, I'm trying to think at what mile, 
Um, no, it was, it was probably, I, I, you know, I look at pictures cause when you go through a hundred, they take pictures. Mm-hmm. I was straight up looking good somewhere in there, maybe around one, one fifteen, hundred fifteen. 115, I was starting and, um, an angel set up next to me. Um, her husband said, you know, I have, um, some hiking poles mm-hmm. if, you know, if you want to use them and I'm like, Hmm. Yeah, I would love to set him up. He's like, here, you know, my wife doesn't need them. And he goes, here, try them out. And, you know, we're going into some of the evening uh, where it's you're going around a loop, but it's dark. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're out there and you don't see anybody. And I'm like, OK, I'm leaning. Uh, you know, I don't want to be out there and falling over or whatever. So use the poles. And at that point, all I could do was walk. I mean, I couldn't run. But the poles were awesome and they kept me moving and I was able to continue. And it was just walk, just trying to walk as fast as I could. And it was great. And now those poles, I got a pair of poles. They're part of my kit now. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd never used poles before. But knowing that, okay, this, this sometimes happens to me, not all the time, but it happens. What are you going to do about it? I mean, you know, then this, this is a solution a temporary solution because we're not really sure what the cause is we have some ideas but it will keep me moving forward because you know that would be a terrible thing to have to just throw in the towel because you're leaning and there are so many hours left on the clock but you know what are you what are you going to do right so that was great and that saved my race and i was able to continue to you know couldn't run anymore but i could walk Mm -hmm. so i walked for hours and it was just great be out there doing it so um so yeah that you know that's not a it's not something that it will it could end your race and it it has ended a lot of races for people because they they can't you can't right you're not upright right you're you're curved over you're either you're leaning forward or you're leaning to the side or whatever but um you know that's that's it's it's a crazy thing too because when you when you go to sleep um, a lot of times you'll be reset. So mm-hmm. your body needs, it needs to just kind of take usually an hour or two to kind of relax. And generally it will start again, but it won't be as bad. Right. You know, but the worst thing you can do is to continue to just go because it will continue to get worse and worse. So I've learned that over the time. I've had it happen a couple times and I'm learning how to manage it since we don't know exactly. But my my gut feeling on everybody I've talked to and what I've read is just kind of like, it's like, you know, a, a fuse, blowing a fuse. Mm-hmm. You got to reset. Yeah. So, so that, that's why I meant, but that's really the only thing that has happened. Um, I, you know, sometimes your stomach goes south, mm-hmm. but again, you just try to, um, you just try to make corrections along the way and make sure you're getting your electrolytes, you're eating real food, that you're, you're um, just constantly keeping your, your electrolytes and nutrition, you know, up. Yeah. Another one of those things that, um, until you get into ultra distance territory, you you hear people talk about, at least I would hear people talk about when, when the longest I'd gone was a marathon. Um, and this idea of like eating real food and and staying on top of things and on, on that front, um, is just so foreign because, you know, even if, even, you know, for most folks, if you're doing a marathon, like, you know, five, six, seven hours is, is usually like the time limit, at least for a lot of the, the road marathons. So, you know, you might need to eat a little bit, but 
you can you can get by on the gels or the drinks or the things like that if you if you choose. Um, was that a, a, a difficult part of the learning process of figuring out the, the nutrition side of things for you in these longer distance races? You know what? And, and figuring it out is kind of funny because um, you figure it out until something goes wrong and then you have to figure it out again. <laughs> so you could have the best laid plans, but you also have to be flexible. Okay, this is what I planned, but okay, this isn't working for me. What's plan B? What am I going to go to? So, um, you know, my, my goal is always to try to, you know, to be eating on the hour, drinking and eating every hour and just getting calories in and trying not to, um, get behind on your calories because that, that's a big thing, but real food. Oh, I actually enjoy the real food. I, I will tell you, I do like, um, I just think they're really good. They're expensive as heck, but I really like them are the, um, uh, spring energy. Mm. I don't know if you've ever tried, but it's real food, and it's one of these things that um, they expire really fast. Mm. So it's kind of like if you order them, you got to make sure you're going to use them right away because it is real food, and they have a very, very short expiration date. But I like to supplement. I, I use them. I like to supplement that with, with real food along the way. But it's just, you know, like applesauce with some – some good things in there to help you. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like plain applesauce, but in different things and they have savory and sweet, right. but, and I don't work with them or anything. I just think that they've really, that they've been a game changer for me because um, they're not anything that upset my stomach. So okay. that's been really good. Yeah. And, and I've, I've never tried spring energy stuff, but I've heard people talk about it. And, and so far haven't heard, I don't think anything negative other than maybe the price, like you said, they're, they're a little bit pricey, but if it works uh, on these longer races, sometimes that's, it's, it's better to pay a little bit more for something that, that you can trust as much as you can trust anything at, you know, a hundred miles plus into a race. Um, but hopefully that it, it, it continues to work for you. You don't have any of those issues. Um, right. You, you mentioned, you know, kind of, having to adjust, you know, you have your plan and then you've got to adjust. And, um, you know, I, I talked a little bit about being able to be more objective when it's e easy to see things, maybe sometimes in other folks, um, that, that sometimes can be difficult to see for yourself when you're in the moment. Um, and I'm going to shift a little bit into some things I know you've done in the last few years and that's pacing specifically at, at Badwater, um, and, and how vital that role can be to somebody who's out there for whatever, about 135 miles through Death Valley up the mm -hmm. mountain, um, having some people that can help them stay on track and remember to, to fuel on time, remember to, to hydrate, remember to, uh, or maybe assess situations and say, Hey, you need this or you need that or whatever the case might be. Um, tell, how did you get, kind of get, ro I don't want to say roped into you because I know pacing, pacing right. anywhere is a good time, but especially Badwater, that's a pretty, pretty high honor. But how did you get into, into pacing at Badwater for, for, for folks that are running that race? Well, um, and I had mentioned, I, I was, like just looking for anything that I could find on after I read Dean Carnassus's book, Ultra Marathon Man, about, and I read about Badwater. Mm -hmm. And I watched the, it's an older film, uh, Running on the Sun, but you could find it on YouTube. It's out there and it's just covers the race. And, and uh, I was just kind of so intrigued by that. And, and uh, I just started reading articles about Badwater and, um, just wanted to get involved and through a lot of time races because of the format, especially these longer ones. Um, what I didn't mention is because you're out there so long, 
Um, it's not like a point to point race where if you're like, you're doing a hundred miles, we all start and then we take off and there go the, mm-hmm. you know, the elite runners that take off and you never see them again. Whereas, you know, you'll have elite runners at timed races and maybe every six hours you're changing directions. So you get to see people over and over again and you get to know people. Um, and then you see them out at other races. And so, um, the, the first one, um, uh, Bob Hearn, who is uh, an elite runner, he had been at a couple of races that I have done and, and, um, you know, I knew he was applying the bad water and he did very well at Spartathlon. I think he just won, um, uh, Vol State mm-hmm. and he did it, you, know, you could do it crude or screwed. Mm-hmm. He did it screwed and set the record wow. this, this, uh, past summer and mm-hmm. just an amazing runner. And I had mentioned to him like, Hey, Bob, if you ever, you know, I know you're applying, if you need somebody on your team, you know, I'm, I would love to do it and whatever. And of course, you know, when he got in, he got bombarded with everybody <laughs> saying, Oh, we'll crew for Bob, whatever. So, um, it was crazy. I was just like the Wednesday before Badwater. Uh, Badwater starts always on a Monday. Uh, I got a call from Bob and he said, and I was actually traveling. Our family, we were out of town. And he's like, hey, um, one of my pacers dropped. Are you still interested? Mm-hmm. And I was in the car with my family and Bob was on speaker and my son's like, mom, Mom, you've always wanted this is your like your dream. You you got because I'm like we're on a we're on a family trip and here I am, mm-hmm. and it, so he's like, Mom, you have to do it. And I'm like, Well, you know, I'm thinking, Well, is this? I don't want to, you know, take away from the trip. And my family's like, Yeah, we we want you. So we literally flew back the next morning, flew home so I could repack and get ready to be out there, like take a Saturday morning flight out to um, to Death Valley. So we turned around, came home, and I packed up and went, and so. Um, you know, I really wasn't heat trained like I needed to be because I didn't know I was going. So that was really interesting. But I handled the heat well. And um, just, you know, because I was the kind of the fourth person on the team, they had their team or I was the fill in. Mm-hmm. So I just like whatever you need me to do. That's how I started. I mean, it was just like whatever you need. And so, um, you know, it was it was great. I mean, you know, I only knew Bob. I didn't know any of the other people on the team. And, um, you know, they were just they were just wonderful. So I just accrued where I can. Um, I ran a little bit. It, it, it was fine, but I loved it. Uh, met, you know, met the race director, Chris Kosman, um, sent him just a note about how how much I loved the the community, the adventure, the you know, everything about the race. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he was he was so kind and sent me a few things about bad water and and, you know, keep up that enthusiasm. We love that. And so I was just kind of hooked at that point. And then um, I created and pace the next year for uh, an, another runner. And, um, you know, that was great. And then this then we 2020 happened and bad water didn't mm-hmm. didn't happen. And then um, this 2021, uh, I moved to Vegas and um, a friend of mine, Carla Kent, who completed her ninth consecutive bad water. She's, she's going to break that record of yeah. the most bad completed for, for a woman. Um, I think Pam Reed holds it right now, but Carla's doing great. Um, I literally ended up moving about a mile and a half from Carla. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so she asked me to be on her team. And um, 
it was just the best experience overall. Carla is, um, she's an incredible athlete. She does just some really amazing hard races. I mean, she's doing 250 mile races, um, on her own with no crew. Mm. She does. I mean, she's, she's remarkable. And so I, um, I crewed and paced her and, um, you know, that was just the best experience this, you know, this last time, because I mean, just when you have just the crew, her daughter is her crew chief and, uh, the other crew members, we just all jived. We, we were on the same page and it, you know, it, it just worked so well. And Carla really, when, as soon as I got out here, she's like, okay, you know, we're going to schedule some runs mm-hmm. and we're going to, you know, the hottest part of the day, we were out there running together. And then she got the team together to run together just to make everybody, you know, get to know each other and make sure we were all on the same page, which was great because mm-hmm. coming from the Midwest, I never had that opportunity to um, work with the team ahead of time because I was flying in. The fact that she lives here and I live here and the other runners, it, we were all able to to work together ahead of time. So that was awesome. And uh, I just have mad respect for her because she is tough as nails and probably the sweetest person on Mm. earth. um, If you don't know about Carla, uh, Carla with a K, um, she's Carla Kent is is just amazing to follow her adventures. Awesome. Awesome. I'm sure you get asked this question all the time, but we can't we can't start having this conversation. We can't kind of wrap up that little segment without without me asking. Do you have ambitions of running Badwater yourself or is, is crewing good enough for you? Um, I love the crewing and pacing. Um, I would definitely, if I wanted to apply to Badwater, I would have to change my plan um, because the requirements, you know, it's, I will tell people that it's not, it's not a lottery. It's not anything Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, it's an application process. The minimum is to have done 300 mile races and um, Chris does not take timed races in the application now they, they help. I mean, but they're not, mm-hmm. it has to be hundred mile races. So, um, that doesn't fit the, so I would have to really change and start working more on my hundred mile, mm-hmm. um, distance. Um, but, um, you know, so point to point races right. are more what, what he likes, but I mean, I never say never. I mean, I, I, that's the one it's like Christmas to me. When you go to Badwater, I look forward to that Every year it is because it's it's a community of just awesome people. Um, the race is fantastic. It's hard, but it's it's so rewarding when you when you're runner, when you cross the line together. And um, I mean, you know, you're just you're awake for it's a 48 hour time limit. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, you start uh, 232 feet below sea level the Badwater Basin, which is like the hottest place on record. Mm-hmm. And you literally climb over like three mountain ranges and you finish at the portal of Mount Whitney, which is, I, I think it's the highest point in the, in the U S. So, um, and you're doing it like the, the temperature. Well, I know in 2018, it was one of the hottest. It was like 128 degrees in the air, but the ground was 159. Oof. So it's in, it's always in July, the hottest month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it is, you know, it's, it's, it's literally like somebody aiming a blow dryer at your face <laughs> as you're running. I mean, that's how you describe it. Just the hot air coming off. So, 
Um, it is, like I said, it is something I look forward to. I love it. Uh, uh, I just love everything about the race. So I, I would never say never. Mm-hmm. It would just literally be something where I would have to plan out um, my strategy and totally, you know, take take a break from timed races to focus right. on hundred milers. So we'll see. We'll see. That's I, I, I'm definitely pro never say never because when as soon as you say never, that's when the wheels yeah. of, of destiny start to, to tick in and, and you're stuck doing it. Um, one last thing before we wrap up today, Susan, I, yeah. I, and you kind of mentioned this, you floated this out to me right before we got started. So I wasn't even really necessarily prepared to talk about it, but um, the, the uh, you know, talking about mindset, talking about that, that willingness to just kind of keep going and, and willing yourself to keep going. Um, the, uh, the 3,100 mile race. I mean, that's, that's gotta be, kind of the extreme end of these timed endurance type of races. I guess that one's a distance event, but whatever, 3,100 miles, we'll, we'll call it whatever you want to call it. Uh, you got to go, did you say you got to go like watch the race or be part of it somehow? No, no, I went out there. Um, there was a runner who, um, who I happened to be in Queens, New York. It's always over like Father's Day is when it mm-hmm. kind of starts. Um, and I was going to be in New York and there was a runner that I knew and she said, well, Hey, you know, can you come out and, you know, just kind of help for the day? Go oh, sure. So I went out there and, um, so it was day one of okay. the 52 day race. Um, but got to kind of see what that was all about. And I had heard about it, but and then I started watching some of the documentaries that have been put out and you want to talk about mindset. I mean, this is truly, uh, there's nothing else like it because, so it's a 3,100 mile race. It, you have 52 days, but you have to average, I believe about 60 miles a day mm-hmm. to um, finish the race. That's a minimum. To, if you want to finish, you got to do 60 miles a day. And it's, what I didn't mention is it's around a half mile um, park. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's just pavement. You're going around a half mile. <laughs> And, um, it was, you know, I, I was out there and just watching and it, you know, it's old school. So they're doing it like literally, um, people counting your laps and, and everything that are out there for 52 days in the heat of, you know, summer in, in New York. Uh, but it is talking about being able to transcend, you know, your mind to another place. There are these athletes that are out there, and sometimes it's only 10 or 11 people. I mean, this is just, it's just a small group. Uh, But they are just, you know, meditating as they're running. They are, I mean, so there there are a lot of people you've maybe never even heard of. I mean, there, there are people that do this race and do incredible things, but really don't get a lot of accolades. And I don't think that they necessarily are doing it for that reason. They're, they're, you know, they just want to, you know, just push, push their limits, you know, just, and it is, I mean, if you ever have a chance, it's, it goes on for 52 days. If you ever have a chance in summer in New York, it's definitely worth the train ride out to Queens to, to see what it's all about. Um, but, or, or go on YouTube right. and the Sri Chimnoy 3,100 mile race. And, uh, I know some of the runners, one of the, the female winners did a, did a, um, a little video on YouTube about her life and, you know, how she trains and it's crazy. I mean, I, I, it's just so impressive. So, I mean, there's so many more things that we're all capable of, you know, so there are, there are 
no limits to to who we are and what we can do the limits are self-perceived i mean we are we are limitless yeah yeah and and that kind of leads in perfectly um into the the final question the philosophical question if you will something that will keep it Uh open-ended but but you can uh this is where we'll, we'll wrap it up for today um, but, but, you know, kind of like you said, you like, you go to, you go to see something like that, or you hear the stories, you watch the do- documentaries and, and you kind of recognize that, that maybe we are not, maybe we, we are, you know, who knows what the limit is. It's somewhere, eventually somewhere we probably have to run into a limit, but, but for all intents and purposes, uh, the pretty much limitless as, as runners and as, as human beings. But curious, you know, in your, in your 12, 12, 13 years now of, of running, um, Susan, um, what is it, what or how maybe is the better way of asking it. How has running changed the, the woman that you are? You know, are, is there, are there things that you can point to that, that you've learned or experiences or, or anything like that, that is, has really kind of changed the trajectory of your life at some point during your, your running career? Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, I, I've always been the type of person who does their research, detail-oriented. That that hasn't changed. I've been able to apply that to running, and it's it's served me well. But I think, um, honestly, the people that I've met along the way, mm-hmm. and I've I've made some wonderful, deep friendships from running. And it, it's kind of funny because, and I'm sure Denny, you you can relate to this where. When you're out there with people and you're out there for a really long time, I mean, you're sharing stories mm-hmm. with them. And it's like, okay, you know, we, we just met a couple hours ago, but, you know, you're going through this with people. And by the end of a race, it's like you feel like, you know, the conversations have been so deep and it's it's like you've been lifelong friends. And many of these friendships have continued for me for years and you know, even when we moved to Vegas, it was like, you know, I have a lot of friends here because I was coming out here a lot for uh, for races. And so I made those friends and to move to a new place, you know, when you're uh, at my age and have friends. I mean, that's that's, you know, awesome. Mm-hmm. So running really, I would say the the relationships that you you make, the friendships the, the people, the community, um, that's what's really changed me. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing community of people and they are, they support you, they encourage you. And, you know, it's not, it's not competitive. It is everybody really for the most part wants, wants you to do well. They want to do well and they want you to do well. And I mean, that, that's the best, I mean, that's the best thing in the world to have people around you that support your goals and uh are in it with you right i mean what else can you ask for so it's running it's a lot more than just running mm-hmm. for me mm. you know so i'm i'm just i'm just blessed to to be part of it yeah well you as as is often the case and i feel like i say this just about every time like just shaking my head nodding my head yep yep preaching to the choir it, it's a it's a <laughs> wonderful wonderful community to be in and and uh y'all that are listening if you want to to have you know susan join your your community at least your you know maybe a little facebook situation uh you can find her there uh, again just search for her name and, and disruns.com slash 1010 is the link back for the show notes for today we'll make it easy for you you don't even have to search for it. you can just go there click the link bada boom bada bam you can you can be facebook friends and who knows where that that might lead you know you get to some exactly. race together get some miles together you start talking oh hey i heard you on oh wait what you know and and 
then we're off to the races, pun mostly intended. But anyway, uh, y'all, disruns.com slash 1010. Susan, thank you for, for making the time today. Like I said in the intro, um, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Glad we were finally able to make it happen. And, and again, who knows? Maybe somewhere down the line, whether we do it again, maybe even in person, hopefully. Um, would love the opportunity. But, but thanks again for the time today and, and certainly wish you nothing but continued success going forward. Ah, uh, Denny, you're the best. Thank you, my friend. All right. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Susan and myself. And as per usual, the years may change, but uh, the per usual stay the same. Be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your uh, takeaway du jour? It's a new year, but say it with me now, du jour. Uh, for me, it, it, it really, the, 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 the there were several things that stood out, uh, but I think the, the first thing and the thing that I'm going to go with today was was something that was mentioned very early in the conversation and was when Susan was talking about the idea, I believe she got it from, from Dean Carnassus in one of his books, but the idea of confusing comfort with happiness. And on the surface, I feel like us as runners, maybe we don't struggle with that quite as much because you know we, we know that on race day, we know that even sometimes in training, things are going to be a little uncomfortable. Right, but if we push through, we keep going. If it's not an injury situation, it's just a this kind of hurts situation. But we keep pushing through. A lot of times, that can lead to the happiness of achieved goals, of certain time goals, distance goals, things like that. And and so maybe we don't quite struggle as much, at least on the surface, with the idea of discomfort leading to unhappiness or comfort and happiness equating. But I think if, if we pull back the layers a little bit, maybe maybe we struggle with that a little bit more than we like to think. And especially, and where it comes to my mind, and I'm biased against this, you, you all know, but when it comes to slowing down, when it comes to running easy to enable us to race fast, whether it's heart rate training, whether it's some other various iteration of effort-based training, so often, whether it's people I'm coaching, whether it's people that are asking questions, um, the pushback for the idea of running easy, of slowing down and, and, and keeping the heart rate in check, or again, just keeping the effort in check during their training is that it doesn't feel right, that it feels uncomfortable, that it feels awkward, that, that I can't do it. And to me, that might be a situation where we confuse comfort and happiness because yes, we want our training runs to be fun. We want to enjoy this whole thing. I get that. But if your if your goals if your if your goals for race day are whatever they are, and you're not maybe seeing the progress that you would like to have, or maybe you're you're dealing with injuries more frequently than you would like to, maybe you're you're losing sight of slowing down, running easier in training might be uncomfortable in the moment in the short term, but. Once you figure it out, spoiler alert, it ceases to be uncomfortable. It ceases to feel awkward, but that's another conversation for another day. You work through that discomfort could be the key to being happier in terms of staying healthy and in terms of seeing some progress on race day. Uh, I mean, y'all know where I stand on this. I'm sure I'll talk about it more this year, just like I talk about it more every year. So maybe now isn't the time to get too much on my soapbox, at least any more so than I already am. But... I just think that that sometimes as runners, we, we can get complacent and maybe it's even with the little things. Maybe it's with doing strength training. Maybe it's with doing foam rolling, cough, cough, hypocrite warning. Um, but you know, sometimes the key to our growth 
however we want to define our growth is to, to not get in the rut of staying in the comfort zone, which is easy to do, but to actually embrace some discomfort, embrace some foam rolling, embrace some running easy, embrace some strength training. And those can be the things that can, can keep us moving forward. Ultimately, depending on what your goals might be, lead to some happiness as per usual. There's a bit of that in there for me, as much as there might be for you, especially that foam rolling bit. Yeah. Something I need to work on this year. Uh, but anyway, that was my takeaway. Not, not always thinking that we're good at being uncomfortable, but actually thinking that maybe there's some times where the, the, the reticence to being uncomfortable slows us down, slows down our progress, at least in the sport. Uh, but that was my takeaway long and drawn out as per usual. Again, new year, lots of things unchanged. Uh, but what about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? What was your takeaway from our little chit chat today? Uh, let me know at Dizruns on Twitter at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. You can also, also head over to the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 1010 Dizruns.com slash one zero one zero get you back links, photos, uh, the whole nine as per usual. And of course there's that comment section down at the bottom. And you can let us know, let me know and let the world know as well. Uh, what you thought of today's episode, what your takeaway may have been. One last plug today for head sweats. Then I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll let you know uh, when I know if I have a discount code that works. Uh, but disruns.com slash head sweats is a link that will work. Disruns 40 at checkout or S Shenberg 40 at checkout. Either or both may or may not work in terms of saving you 40%. Try them. You got nothing to lose. If it doesn't work, uh, apologies. Like I said, I'll let you know as soon as I know if I have another code to share. Uh, but in the meantime, get yourself some hats, some shirts, some half zips, uh, whatever you might need, especially some warmer weather hats. If you need some of those for the winter months, uh, get yourself something from Head Sweats and uh, use the link, disruns.com slash Head Sweats to uh, support the cause. And with that, we'll go ahead and officially 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 bring this one to a close hope you enjoyed this episode if you did hit that share button and uh thanks for uh sticking around joining us on another year let's have a let's have a good year shall we uh hope our paths might cross at some point but until then y'all be well take good care thanks again for listening and uh talk soon right later